0: This just in, segregation, like fashion styles, cycles back into popularity every 30 or so years. Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. Don't know why I've started doing those little fun snippet intros like I have some cool theme music that then plays and then I start my show. Uh, I listen to too many shows that do that, but it just happens. I go with the flow. We're here on the Rambling Viking Podcast, but welcome back to this episode in today's news of everyone has lost their minds and the world is going totally insane. We see that segregation is gaining popularity, but it's not exactly one-to-one in the same... The big difference between segregation now and, say, pre-1960s was... That was in a negative light and prejudice, and this one is in a positive, empowering light. And so it's okay, and it's actually uplifting to then say, to break people down into their race, race, or gender, sexuality groups, whatever it may be, whatever groups you can, and then say, no, you need your own exclusive group. And what has prompted this is. An article by The Daily Wire, which I will link to, and I don't think it's a it's a member exclusive because I'm a member there, and so it's, it's tricky. But Columbia to host six graduation ceremonies divided by sex, race, and income. So now we are breaking people down, putting them off in their own separate groups, whereas you can imagine 50-plus year, years ago – you would have I, I very well could have seen the exact same thing and it's funny to me because everyone knows that fashion cycles back around. for instance you've seen a, you know high waisted pants bell bottoms making a big comeback certain certain colorways and windbreakers from the 90s are making their comeback now so you see certain you know i i know growing up my parents always said oh you know fashion things come back into style 20 30 years down the line they'll see they'll become popular again and, you know, I didn't really believe him at the time, or I was at least skeptical. I was like, whatever, I was a dumb kid. I was like, oh yeah, haha, very funny, I'm sure. I'm looking back at like the 60s and 70s, being like, that stuff, that style, never coming back. And now I'm sitting here eating my words. Kind of uh, comically, I think it's funny, because there are certain things about older styles that I enjoy, whether it be quirky or not. For instance, all denim. The, what do they call it? The redneck tuxedo or something like that. Farmer's tuxedo, where it's you know you just wear a jean jacket, uh, denim shirt and uh, denim pants, jeans, and so the, those things come back into style. But like that sort of things, they're they're quirky, they're funny. I I kind of like that they're coming back into style. What I don't enjoy is how they act like it's something new and fresh. It's like no, no, they're just it's just coming back, right? Well, now I, I really thought that was only in fashion and even some music styles and, and and really, but that's kind of the only example that I that I had. Well, now seeing this sort of thing, I'm realizing and in hearing all these stories about, you know, you have the you, like a evergreen state from a few years ago was like we're having we're not allowing white people on the campus for this one day. It's going to be a safe space for all. What's the term now? People of color, colored people. Oh, no, I might get canceled now, which um, it's like it's, it's colored people, bad people of color politically correct and I'm just like really guys Like, okay whatever whatever uh, <laughs> but we're basically all the non-white uh, students were loud and you had it was one of the Weinstein brothers who taught there and he was like, no, I'm still going to show up to work because I'm a professor here to teach. And they like attacked him and he got, he got fired. And it was, it was so crazy. Right. But so we're seeing trends, things trending towards segregation, but it's okay this time. Whereas last time you had a whole civil rights movement. You had thing, you know, Rosa Parks, Dr. Martin Luther King saying like, we need to move away from race-based policy. And at the time that was odd. Ob- it was, it was overtly prejudiced and negative. We would agree. Right. Like, if you were black, you were a second-class citizen. Very clear. So, like, basically, if you if you're white, you're a first-class citizen and you get treated nicely. and If you're black, you didn't. Or if you were Hispanic, and so it, it was it was a lot more real and negative in that sense. And now, now, what's happening though is you're seeing the trend of, for instance, you would you would have a group of black students say like, "Hey, we we need a, a black student only space." And so it's interesting because it just. For me, from my perspective, I, I see this happen and I go, wait a minute. Didn't we, like, I, at first I'm like, oh, these things always sound nice. Like I, like, I need a safe space. We need something to express ourselves. We need something, you know. And I'm not against. Oh, man. I'm not. It's It's just figuring this out. You can tell it obviously hurts my brain because. At, when I stop and think about it for a second, I say, "Wait a minute! So you're basically advocating for segregation, like black-only dorms, and where really it's the only basis for the exclusivity is the color of your skin, an, an immutable characteristic." And I first look at that, and say, "Wait a minute! I thought we like just 50 years ago didn't like people fight real hard to not have that sort of behavior." albeit it was in a very negative way imposed on them, but now you're choosing that. And so I guess it's okay. There's a libertarian side of me saying like, look, if you want to choose to only have black friends, then or white friends or Hispanic friends or whatever, or gay friends, I don't know. That's on you. Uh, I would say it seems like you're a little bit prejudiced in some way, shape or form, but that's your personal choice. But then trying to bring it back on an institutional level just makes me look at, look at everything and say, hold on. Doesn't this feel like we're kind of backtracking? Like, does it, it? It at least, I mean, I'm already cognizant of the fact that I think we're too we're too focused on race and and different characteristics like and gender and things like that. We 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 focus too much on that insert and insert that into too many situations where it's not necessary. Well, I'm looking at this and I'm like, shouldn't shouldn't this? I feel like this should wake some people up who maybe aren't fully aware of it. Are like, wait a wait a minute, this is. Awfully reminiscent of 50, 60 years ago and before that, even, uh of of certain policies and ways that we operated, where we separated each other by race, where where now it's if I see a black man, the first thing I think is, oh, that is a black man, and I make certain inferences instead of saying, Oh, that is a man who happens to be black. And it may not sound different to you, but I think there is some certain differences here. But It's just it's interesting to see because it it feels (laughs) I didn't realize segregation was cyclic. This is news cyclic. This is news to me. So I'm assuming we'll have this. I don't know for how long, and then it'll probably fall out of the popular light. And then around 2040 or 2050, you know, we'll probably see it in some way, shape or shape uh, again that it's that it's positive. So let's let's dive into this article though. Uh, To Columbia University. They're set to host six separate graduation ceremonies based on sex, race, and income in the name of multiculturalism. See, well, that's interesting uh, because I feel like multiculturalism would be, hey, multiculturalism means express your culture and we all come though, but we're all, we are all acknowledging our different cultures, but accepting that we are graduating from the same or same university. That's. That's my mindset on this. The graduations will complement the existing school-wide ceremonies. The school's webpage claims that the segregated events will provide a more intimate setting for students and guests to gather, incorporate meaningful cultural traditions, and celebrate the specific contributions and achievements of their communities. So it's always, it it sounds very nice. It sounds very reasonable. At the root of it, though, we're just separating people based based upon race, gender, and income. The ceremonies provided provided include a Native graduation for Native Americans, a Lavender graduation for students who identify as part of the alphabet community, and an Asian graduation, a FLI graduation for first-generation and or low-income community members, um, a Latinx graduation, which I don't know what Latinx is because that's not a real word or thing. It is Latino, Latina, and a Black graduation, not African-American graduation. That's interesting. Hmm, I wonder why they decided to say black instead of African American. Because you know, politically correct, you or when you want to be so in the moment you say African American, but then also you still see black. These are the questions I have, folks. According to a report by the National Association of Scholars, more than 75 schools across the nation offer optional segregated graduation ceremonies to students. 75 schools. Wow optional. So here's the thing. They are optional. They still have their regular graduation and this is how they get away with it. Really. You still have your regular graduation, but then these are supplemental. You can say you can have your own graduation if you want. Now the question becomes if you are a gay female, um, half Asian, half black person that qualifies you for like four Five different graduations, you can go to the lavender, you can go to the Asian, you can go to the black graduation. Oh, there's not a female. Oh, say, say this, if you're a first-generation first, first generation college student, then, then boom, then you can go, and then you can also go to the regular graduation. So That'd be five in total, that's pretty cool, right? The most notable and elite institutions include Harvard, University of California, San Diego, the University of California, Irvine, Arizona State, Stanford, the University of California, Berkeley, UCLA, and yeah, wow, a lot of California universities. In many cases, these ceremonies are co-hosted by Black Student Affinity Groups, specifically academic departments or multicultural centers. So they say that it began in 2017 and within two years uh, had co-opted Harvard University into hosting an Undocu graduation for students who are in the country illegally. Well, wow, that's a step. Speaker at the Undocu graduation was Harvard history professor who was arrested while protesting President Donald Trump's decision to rescind the DACA program in 2017. Wow. So, uh, then the National Association of Scholars, Dion Pierre, wrote back in two, 2017, 2017. Wow, reading is hard. That he believes segregated graduation ceremonies would prove to intensify existing racial tensions. I would second that conclusion that when you overly focus on race and then that becomes all that you care about and the most important thing, whether it's in a positive or negative light, it still becomes a problem. Because now, what are we, what are we slowly training ourselves to do? We're slowly training ourselves to think about people's race and that's what matters most it's uh, call it the skin deep diversity, right? People everyone talks about it diversity diversity diversity. It's so diverse or that's not very diverse. And you're purely basing that upon the racial demographics of a certain group. And yes, that statement is true, but only to the degree of their race. Put put five black people in a room and I bet you there is a level of diversity on thought on on political thought on you can you can dive into the weeds. Diversity goes so much deeper than what you look like. And it's honestly insulting that that word has been co-opted to literally only mean the racial breakdown of groups. Like it should be the racial diversity or the ethnic diversity, not just diversity as as a whole. That's personally silly to me. And I'm, and I'm, Really sick and tired of it, but let's see what this professor had to say. Ultimately, university officials go wrong when they treat students as black, Latino, or Asian, i.e., as different. Exactly. By doing so, they reinforce the idea of interminable inequality and conflict between the races. Exactly, Pierre said. If our universities hope to ease racial tensions, they should encourage students and parents to meet one another as citizens united by a common sense of purpose, not as mutually opposed ethnic groups. I would say 100% yes, 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 yes to all of that. Like I said earlier, how about this? You want to express your cultural or ethnic backgrounds, but we all come to the same graduation and we all unify under one roof saying, wow, look at all this cultural diversity, but we are all here as graduates of X university, right? Of insert university. And that is something, a commonality that all brings us together. And then, because... I mean you you break down graduations by departments a lot of times by college of medicine college of whatever Ceremonies and other racially segregated affinity groups have been given the green light from the Biden administration. In its first few days in office, Biden's Department of Education reversed course on a decision that found racially segregated groups to be a form of segregation. It's literally in the name, and this was another point I was going to get to, is that it's funny, right? So first of all, you look at it and you're like, wait a minute, segregation wasn't that thing? And people you know, might stop and say, well, this is a, in a positive light, right? And, and they're optional. However, When you look at the letter of the law in terms of the Civil Rights Act and not discriminating based on certain, you know, race, sexuality, uh, religion, etc. And separating groups, because that was the whole idea behind segregation. No, 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 they're, yeah, they're separated, but but it's all, it's equal, right? Like, if we're going to have a white school, you need to have a black school. Except, you know, we all know that wasn't the case. There's a joke I sometimes like to make when I find myself in situations. where like, oh, I'll separate these two. They're still the same. They're like, oh, so separate, but equal. And it's obviously very tongue-in-cheek because we all know how that actually panned out. And this is we, we, this is a part of my case against against this is that we're actually violating civil rights acts or civil rights. We're, we're violating laws that. Uh, anti-discrimination laws, basically. So you're not allowed to discriminate based upon these things because th- these are literally only that. So let's read this. Uh Be it separate graduation ceremonies or affinity groups, both are used to separate students and staff by race in hopes of giving black, indigenous and people of color a safe space to discuss their experiences with racism while providing a separate space for white people to learn about their white privilege. It it has also become a growing trend on college campuses to allegedly help white students understand their role in racism and systemic Oppression. So there you have it, folks. Columbia, hosting six graduation ceremonies, segregating people based on sex, race, and income to empower them, though. This is not oppressive. This is to empower them. The world has lost their mind. I, I don't know what else. Like, look, it's funny when fashion cycles back around. But when bigotry, when segregation cycles back around and, and, and then tries to re... Uh, tries to reshape its face and oh it's it's not a negative thing it's not a prejudice thing this is empowering this is this is good it's in a positive light they want to do this you know it's being pushed by certain whatever groups on campus <laughs> that are minority represented uh, words are hard right now it's it's still segregation and it's still wrong. We're focusing too hard. We're, we're teaching our generation right now and our next generation that you need to always be thinking about race. And that's a problem because now I will say this. there's a There's a balance where it's like I'm not going to sit here and be like race has nothing to do with anything all the time. It comes into play and you acknowledge it when it comes into play and it's fair to ask the question. However... However, when you always focus on race and it's your first go-to, then maybe there's a problem. Then maybe you are the racist. For instance, if you look at me and say, what do you know? You're just a white guy. First of all, I'm not white. I'm Scandinavian-American and that is how I will identify and you will respect that. But if you choose to call me a cracker, whatever. I won't, won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> and, and in part, like, I... I literally check that on uh, when they when they ask me my ethnicity. Which first of all, weird thing. Have you experienced this? Have you been filling out a form and they're like ethnicity and it's like hispino there's hispino. Gosh, Hispanic or Latino or non-Hispanic or Latino and then you but then you also answer your race down below and I'm like I I don't understand I'm sure there's reasons why it's split up that way but it's it's a little bit awkward and cumbersome but yeah I am I'm not I'm not white I am Scandinavian American and that's why I select other and when they're like oh you can put it in the box I don't I don't care to put it in the box but I just I select other and and now you know my secret. But I digress. And back to the point in hand, I mean, I was just always hyper focusing on race, I think can lead us to it leads us down bad rabbit holes. So like, for example, with that Atlanta shooting recently, it's been I mean, it's been everywhere on my feed, you know, Asian hate crime, Asian hate crime, Asian hate crime. And first and foremost, while, yes, he shot up massage parlors that were Asian run and I think five of the eight people who died were of Asian descent. It you, you look at it and you say, well, it certainly looks like that could be the case. Let's see what comes out. And, I mean, the perpetrator himself said it was not racially motivated at all. It was dealing with his sex addiction and that that provided some sort of temptation. And, look, I'm not going to dive into this story because I haven't read all the details, but at first inkling you say yes, and then after second examination and hearing what he says himself, it's funny, though, just to how... I, you know, at large, we are so fixated on this. You know, the racial how the racial dynamics play out. So then, it equals racism, and you see that here, where people are claiming it is a it is an Asian hate crime, and I I'm just I'm not totally sold on it either way. Actually, I'm still in the middle. But it's funny when he comes out, it's like no, this isn't this wasn't racially motivated, and people go oh, but it actually was. You're lying. And he's like, no, no, this is why. And I mean, albeit I think he's a crazy person or at least he had a mental break, but we can get into the deets on that on a later episode. Moral of the story is segregation is back and uh, back in the popular light, at least. Uh, back, I almost said back and better than ever. <laughs> Jeez. But this time it's in a positive light. So we'd love to know what you think, um, what you guys think of the segregated graduations, do you think they're okay? Do you think it's minuscule? Do you think it's trivial? Do you think it's important? Do you think I am racist? I don't know. You tell me, right? So it's uh, ramblingviking at gmail.com, it's where you can send those in, or you can text it in, 580-789-9258. Let me know any and all your thoughts on this story. I put the link to the story down below. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, another quick and short episode. I'm liking these little, like, 20-minute ish episodes where I cover one little tidbit here or there I don't know I got a lot going on but it all doesn't come together in one fluid episode necessarily so we might we might just have these little mini sodes of 20 minutes you can listen to on your lunch break real quick and bada bing bada boom get in get out and instead of having you know these 40 minute bangers and these long haul things I say that like it's a long episode Joe Rogan average is probably like an hour 40 on his episode length but thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next time